people sometimes take a long ass time to buy my offers. And that's not necessarily anything that I did wrong. It could simply be that they weren't in the right stage of their life or they didn't have the belief in themselves to do it. But you know what I did? I kept inviting them. I kept showing up. And on the flip side of that, I've also had people find me and pay me within 15 minutes of discovering my offer. So both can happen. I am completely open to receiving more of that, <laughs> more of that please universe. But I also recognize that people need me to show up consistently and talk about my thing consistently and keep building this case of evidence that my shit works. Welcome to Make Bank with Marie Wold. I'm Marie, and for the last decade, I've been helping women set and hit unrealistic goals while building their definition of a rich life. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered discussions about personal development, entrepreneurship, wellness, confidence, wealth building, relationships, and so much more. We're creating our dream lives together, and I'm so glad you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to the pod. We're back at it with another solo episode, deep diving into the four simple things I do every single day in my seven-figure coaching business and what you need to be doing too, no matter what level you're at, no matter where you are in your business, and even no matter what industry or niche you're in. If you're an online coach or service writer or even an educator, this is going to apply to you. And even if you have one client or a thousand, or if you make a thousand dollars a month or a hundred thousand dollars a month, this is going to apply to you. And this is like the foundational stuff that I take my clients through every day as well. So there are four specific things I do every single day in my business for the purposes of this episode. We will call them the core four. <laughs> and these are things that I do every day except the weekend. I'm off off. And if you didn't know, I have a three-day weekend every week. That's just normal for me. I take Fridays off, except I do typically respond to my clients. Like I, I at least will have a morning block so that I can keep up with our one business day response time. But I do not work on my business on the weekends or on Fridays. But even then, one of these things at least is happening even without me. So these four things should really be at the core of your daily to-do list. These four things are the things that you can return back to every single day. And if you currently are waking up or like starting a new week thinking, what the heck am I supposed to be doing? What should I be focusing on? The core four has your back. Like if you can do these four things consistently every day and do them well, that is a caveat. Do them well. Because if you're doing these four things and you're doing them consistently and not seeing results, that means you're not doing them correctly. You're not doing them well. You're not doing them to like a level of excellence. And so that's something to look at. But if you ever are unsure how to get back on track or what you should be focusing on, make sure you're checking the boxes of the core four. And again, they don't change even when you're hitting 10K months or even 100K months or million dollar years, whatever it is, they don't change. And yes, you will have increasing levels of sophistication and support and strategy in doing the things and like how they are done. But the core four doesn't change. And like, yes, we will also have projects and like launches and funnel builds and curriculum updates and onboarding new team members and setting up automations and 
making a new website like we just did. If you haven't checked it out yet, you should. Anyway, yes, there's other stuff that we layer on top of these things, but they only come after the core four are consistently happening and getting results on the daily. So we're going to dig into what the core four are. I'm sure at this point you're like, okay, Marie, we get it. They're really important. Can you just tell us what they are? Yes. <laughs> but just know if your foundations, if your core four isn't getting you to like minimum at least 5k, 10k months, you need to be looking at your foundations, not more shiny objects. That is why I wanted to create this episode because I see so many people overcomplicating their businesses way, way, way too soon. And it is honestly slowing them down. If they would just focus on the things I'm about to talk about, do them well, do them consistently, they would be able to easily sustain five to 10k months. And at that point, yeah, let's like start layering in some more advanced strategies. Let's make things more sophisticated. Let's get a little spicy with it. But until then, until you have the core four unlocked, do not pass go, do not collect $200, do not launch a funnel, do not start running ads, do not hire a bunch of team members, do not worry about adding more content platforms, like just resist the temptation to make it more complicated until you have the simple stuff down. So let's get into the core four. The first thing is going to feel a little obvious and a little no-brainer to you. I promise it's going to get a little more complicated and a little more interesting, but the first thing is support the clients that you already have. <laughs> like, Make sure that they are taken care of. Make sure they are getting great results. Make sure that you are delivering on the experience that you promised when they enrolled. I know that when maybe business is feeling low, like sales are feeling low, or you're maybe in a place of scarcity mindset, or you're worried about where your next client is coming from, it can be very tempting to like focus so much on prospecting or content or following up with people or like searching for the next quick fix thing. But I promise you, if you take exceptional care of your clients, if you give them a five-star experience, that pays dividends over the long game. Quick fixes to find your next client and your next client and your next client. There's no like end to that. However, if you build a base of happy clients, first of all, you're way more likely to retain those clients. It is so much easier to keep a client than find a new one. So you're way more likely to re-sign them, have them extend their packages, even upsell into a higher ticket offer. You're also way more likely to get referrals from those clients. So that like word of mouth marketing is at a huge, huge, huge benefit. And I've known coaches and service providers that have six-figure businesses just from like referral and word of mouth, not even necessarily social media. So if you can take amazing care of your clients, get them great results, it will pay off. It just maybe won't feel as instant as, for example, sending five million cold DMs and hoping that two people book a sales call from that. The other huge benefit of getting your clients amazing results is the testimonials, the social proof, the literal receipts that happen as a byproduct that you can then use to build trust and authority around your methods, your expertise, your offer. Every time you get a client amazing results, even a small win, even a 
check-in where they're so excited about their progress, for example, that adds to your receipts, that adds to your social proof that people love what you do, that they're getting great results, and that kind of builds your case of evidence that more people should be paying you. So you need to always be prioritizing your existing clients. And I know that that's so obvious, but I do see people get stuck in this trap of being so stressed about where their next client is coming from that they neglect the clients that they already have and not because they don't care, but just because they are living in that very like short-term mindset. They're in that kind of place of scarcity. And trust me, I totally understand that we need to pay the bills. We need to get people in the door. But it is so much more sustainable and fulfilling to really serve and support your existing clients in a top-notch way, get them great results. They stay, they make referrals, and also figure out a way to layer on your marketing, your client attraction, your inbound and outbound leads. Like, yes, that can absolutely still happen, and we'll talk about that, but not at the cost of sacrificing your current client's experience. And plus, they're the people that have already paid you. Your next client hasn't even paid you yet. So make sure that we are prioritizing the existing clients. When I say prioritize the existing clients, though, what I don't mean is be available 25-7, reply within like five minutes, give them your phone number. Please don't like let your clients text you and have no boundaries, not having any expectations, boundaries, response timelines, anything like that does not serve either of you. I have multiple podcast episodes about boundaries and stuff like this, but I promise you if you just reply to your clients in a few blocks per day, if you block out when you're going to do like major reviews or check-ins or whatever, that is going to be sufficient. Supporting your clients, giving them five-star experience does not have to mean being a helicopter coach. And in fact, if you're feeling short on time and you're feeling stressed and you feel like there's never enough time to do all the things in your business, but you're being a helicopter coach, that's something to look at because then you're getting so in the weeds of working in your business, being like so distracted and pulled in a million directions that it's very hard to do deep work. It's very hard to do quality work. It's very hard to zoom out and think strategically. So make sure that when you are supporting your clients, you are carving out intentional time to do the client-facing work and to work in the business, and then also the same for working on the business. So that's number one from the core four, support your existing clients. The next thing that I do every single day in my seven-figure coaching business is leverage my team and systems. And I know that sounds kind of vague, but what this really means is that every single day, I let my business support me. My business is set up in a way that I really am in my zone of genius on a day-to-day basis. So like I was just talking about, I'm not getting pulled in 5 million different directions. My main roles in my business are primarily coaching. So that is checking in with my clients in Slack for Online Coach Kickstart, Online Coach Empire. Slack is our hub for both both of those programs. I have a couple private clients who I talk to in Boxer getting on coaching calls for all of my programs, whether it's group or private calls, reviewing different feedback items like sales pages or content plans or email sequences, sales calls, things like that. My mastermind and private clients can submit those to me weekly. So anything that is like actively coaching and has to be me is obviously really important. 
The other thing that's really in my zone of genius and kind of has to be me is content. So like recording podcast episodes, Instagram stories, writing content, recording videos, that sort of thing. My team does support me in repurposing and producing the podcast and things like that. And then the last thing is really the strategy and like the high level planning. So I kind of set the vision and set the parameters of what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. But once I do that, I pass the ball to my team and they are the ones running it down the field. So anything that is outside of the three things I just said, coaching, content, and setting the vision, like CEO visionary stuff, is really executed by my team or executed by systems. So within my team, I have a handful of amazing women. I have people who are helping me execute and running the business from their zones of genius, which I think is so cool that we just bring all of our zones of geniuses. Is that how you would say that? All of our zones of genius <laughs> into the business to make it this amazing, well-rounded machine. And so, for example, I have a COO. I have two virtual assistants. I have a podcast production team. I have a ads and funnel manager. I have a head of enrollment. I have a bookkeeper. I have multiple amazing world-class support coaches, and they are all amazing. They're all very good at their jobs. I said this in a recent episode, but I'm a huge believer in hiring people that are maybe more like per hour, but they're genuinely so good at what they do. They're efficient. They're proactive. They are like rock star team members. And so I can trust them to like fully execute and handle their shit on a day-to-day -day basis. Honestly, there's not a lot of micromanaging happening because everyone knows their rules so well. And actually everyone reports to my COO, Tamara, not even me, a few people, a couple people are like direct reports to me, but in terms of the day-to-day -day operations of the business, even how we handle like customer service stuff, like that runs through my COO. So most of the day-to-day -day operation stuff does not pull me out of my zone of genius. And then we really have a system for every single thing that is a recurring event in the business. And system doesn't necessarily have to mean automation, although many of them are. So for example, every time someone enrolls in Online Coach Kickstart, for example, they submit the enrollment link page with like their name, their payment info, all that good stuff. And the instant they do that, our automation situation, <laughs> if you will, will automatically send them their welcome info with their kind of like onboarding packet and instructions. It will automatically add them to our course hub and automatically send them their contract. So all of the onboarding stuff happens that easily, that quickly with no one having to touch anything. Like it is all completely automated and also delivers like a great client experience to whoever just enrolled as well. So we have automations like that set up all around the business for things that happen on a consistent basis and don't need to be manually done by a human. But the things that do have to be done manually by a human or have like human assistance. So for example, our content bank, it will automatically pull my most recent post, but then we'll need a human, like one of my assistants to go in and categorize the post, tag it for like whatever offer I might've been promoting, match it to whatever content goals it hit, that sort of thing. But the post and the task to do that are automatically created. So we really, really leverage the team. We really let everyone 
live in their zone of genius, including me, including all of my team members. And we have a system for anything that is a repeatable event. And again, having this structure, having this business model, having this team is what really allows me to stay in my zone of genius. And I can say with my full chest that I'm pretty much doing only the things that I enjoy. Of course, there are still days where I'm like tired or feeling stressed or just having a down day and it's hard. Like that is completely normal. I personally do not subscribe to the like, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life thing. Like, no, no, there are days where it definitely feels like work, but I am doing it in my zone of genius and that makes it so much more sustainable. That allows me to really perform at a high level and that allows me to hold space for so many amazing women across my programs and have fun most of the time. So that is the second of the core four things I do every single day in my business. I leverage team and systems and let my business support me. And again, of course, there are projects and there are things that we layer on top of that, like updating program curriculum, building funnels, live launches, onboarding team members, setting up new automations, like making these optimizations and tweaks. Right now we're doing a huge sales strategy and like marketing audit that's taking a lot of effort. There are things that we layer on top of it, but in terms of the day-to-day operations, like business as usual, we have it down and I get to let my business support me. And that also contributes to the fact that I can travel and step out and take vacations and things like that without everything coming to a halt. If you haven't listened to it yet, I do have an episode about exactly what I did to set myself up to be able to take 12 days completely out of office for my wedding. I think that was two episodes ago. And that one talks a lot more about our specific systems, offer structure, mindset, the tweaks that we made to the business model to make that possible. So if you're interested in that in more depth, definitely give that episode a listen. And that will take us to core four item number three, and that is create content. Content marketing is truly the lifeblood of my business. Like, yes, I do have some paid sales funnels. Yes, I do have some automated ways that bring new humans into my world. But the organic content, the client attraction, the attraction marketing is really the lifeblood of the business and an essential part of the entire ecosystem. And so content is a huge priority. I have noticed time and time again that when I'm consistent with content, the business grows. And so this is always a huge priority. However, of course, there are different seasons in life where I either am really just not feeling creative or I'm super busy or I'm just feeling very tapped out or I want to take a vacation or whatever that means. So that doesn't always mean that like every single day I'm sitting down and asking myself like, oh, what should I talk about today? What download do I have? What am I excited about? And I'm like making this long form piece of content like that just doesn't happen (laughs) every day, even though I have a four day work week and I have slow mornings and I ride horses like nearly every day, blah, 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 blah. I still feel busy a lot of the times and content sometimes is a thing that would be easy to put on the back burner. It'd be the thing that's easy to just be like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And of course, I'm not perfect, but I have other ways to get content out if I'm not feeling creative or if I don't feel like I have time to create something just like mind blowing and original. So we will 
for example, repurpose content from the content bank, or I will batch content ahead of a busy season that I know is coming up. Things like that will make it easier for me to be consistent with content and showing up. And especially in the coaching space, the online service space, anything where there is a human connection as part of your business, as part of bringing in clients, which obviously coaching is huge on being a relationship and being a conversation and having trust between two humans. Me showing up in my content, me bringing my personality, me bringing good energy to my content, all of this is super important. So having a system and a process that works for you around showing up consistently and also feeling confident and giving yourself permission to show up fully is honestly essential. And I'm sure if you've been around for a while, you've heard me say like giving value is not enough. Your content strategy has to be much more nuanced, much more sophisticated. And I'm always talking to my clients about what's working right now. What content formats is the algorithm favoring? What are the messaging points that seem to be working? What are the trends that we should be leaning into? Like you really do have to have a bit of a finger on the pulse and that requires you also to put out enough content to like get feedback and notice patterns and see what people like see what lands see what doesn't land like for example as of me recording this summer 2023 it is huge 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 like storytelling summer right now like all of my storytelling content is popping off that is the content that people are referencing in their like DMs to me and their applications to me. The storytelling stuff is really, really huge. And I think that's just because human connection is so huge. And my other hypothesis is that with AI and like chat GPT and stuff like that being such a hot point of conversation, storytelling is something that can't be replaced by that. Like your human experience, your story is something that cannot be faked with an AI chat, right? So I think that storytelling is so huge right now. And that's something, for example, that I've been talking to my clients about. But you have to create the content. You have to tell the stories. You have to be willing to get vulnerable. You have to do it consistently and not fall into the trap. The last like hot tip I'll give you is not fall into the trap of just like giving people education every day. There are so many other ways to give value. I teach my clients five core content goals and teaching is only one of them. So make sure that you are doing well-rounded, high-value content beyond just giving people information that they could have Googled. Anyway, that was a tangent about content, but really what I meant to say is that the third part of the core four is that I create content every single business day. Again, I don't work on the weekends. I will maybe create a little something or like jot down something in my notes app or like flesh out an idea if I'm feeling creative, but I do not force myself to work on the weekends. Obviously, if you have a full-time job or your schedule just works best for you to have some like creative deep work time on the weekends, I support that. But if content creation is hard for you, if you're having a lot of resistance around content, if you're having resistance around using social media for your business, I hate to break it to you, but it's not going away. It's only going to be more and more and more important. And so the best thing you can do is learn how to do it well, put in good reps, get better at it, get faster at it, and 
freaking practice because the more you do it, the easier it gets. I'm telling you, I'm almost, what is it, 11 years into creating Instagram content almost every single day. I started my account in October of 2012. And now my brain basically formats thoughts and ideas in the form of an Instagram post. So it definitely gets so much easier with practice. But if it's currently hard for you, that's just an invitation to lean in and do more of it. And of course, having the right like strategies and support and accountability and feedback go a long way too. And then last but not least, and the one that people love to ignore and then complain and ask, why am I not making sales? Why am I not getting clients? Can you guess what it is? It's sell something. Every day in my business, I sell something. Whether that is a direct like call to action, a hard sell in my content, in my post, in my Instagram story, whatever it is where I'm literally inviting people to like apply for one of my programs or if it's a more soft sell where I am simply bringing awareness to a certain program, maybe sharing some social proof or testimonials or taking people behind the scenes of my business and giving them kind of like an invitation to check it out. Or if it's in the DMs, I'm following up with someone, I'm answering their questions, I am sending the enrollment link, I'm potentially getting on sales calls for my mastermind or for my private coaching. Every single day I am doing sales activities. I am doing a direct sales generating activities, things that directly lead to people buying something from my business. And if you're listening to this and you're saying, oh, but I don't want to be salesy or, oh, I just wish people would like ask me for my thing and I didn't have to talk about it, you have a business or you want to have a business. Businesses require selling things. And so it's really a matter of having a positive relationship with selling. Like I turn my clients into sales queens who love talking about their offers because they believe in them so deeply. They're so clear on what the value is and they really understand the strategy, the buyer behavior, the sales psychology behind empowered, aligned sales. So really a resistance to selling and feeling like gross around selling is a huge invitation to work on your mindset. There, there maybe is like some money mindset stuff there. There's maybe like some worthiness or imposter syndrome stuff there. Just my professional opinion after working with like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women on their businesses. But anyway, there's probably some mindset work there. And then there's also probably some strategy work there. Like there's probably also some hard skills and strategies that need to be learned as well as the soft skills and like the emotional intelligence and the confidence and things like that. There's a lot that goes into feeling like a sales queen and like selling from a place of service and genuinely believing that. But if you have a business and you want to make money or you're making money, but you want to make more of it and you're not selling something every day, you're not doing sales activities every day, therein lies at least one of your problems. We need to learn how to sell to every type of buyer in every stage of the buyer's journey, every part of the sales process. We need to learn how to soft sell and hard sell and really clearly articulate the value of our offer and who it's for and what it does and what's included and not just the features, but also the benefits. And 
there are so many different ways to sell. There are so many things that go into selling, but in some way, shape, or form, you bet your buns. I am selling something every day in my business. And that doesn't mean that every time I post a link or every time I talk about something, someone buys. Like that's just not how it works. All of the sales statistics, all of the consumer behavior studies show that people usually need to see something many times before they make a purchase decision. Like I think about how many times I've seen someone have a Stanley cup and I didn't buy one until like a month ago. You know, like those things have been all over the internet and I resisted for so long. So I was like, there's no way it's worth the hype. It is. But it took me seeing the dang cup 200 times before I bought it. By the way, I have the sour cream color that is a limited edition color from the Magnolia Market X Target, X Stanley, I guess, from Target collection. And it's the perfect creamy white, if I do say so myself. Anyway, I finally caved and bought the dang Stanley Cup, but it took me seeing it a million bajillion times. I also have people buy my programs, like start working with me after saying, I've been following you for so long, or I've wanted to join this program for a year, or whatever it is, like they've been lurking silently, silently lurking, never heard of them, but apparently they're a super fan. So if you're one of those people who's listening to this podcast and I've helped you or I've inspired you to dream bigger or my content has been valuable to you, send me a DM, say hi, let's have a chat because I love seeing who has been lurking. I love just connecting with people. I think everyone here can probably agree that it just feels good <laughs> to know who's getting value from your stuff. So if you're a lurker, I want to hear from you. I want to say hi. I want to virtually give you a little hug. But anyway, my point is, don't assume that, oh, if I sell something every day and I'm not having people jump on my offer every single time that I talk about it, if I'm not getting a new application or a new sale or whatever it is, every single time I mention my thing, I'm failing. Because you're not. That's just not how sales works. Like I said, people sometimes take a long ass time to buy my offers. And that's not necessarily anything that I did wrong. It could simply be that they weren't in the right stage of their life or they didn't have the belief in themselves to do it. But you know what I did? I kept inviting them. I kept showing up. And on the flip side of that, I've also had people find me and pay me within 15 minutes of discovering my offer. So both can happen. I am completely open to receiving more of that, <laughs> more of that please universe. But I also recognize that people need me to show up consistently and talk about my thing consistently and keep building this case of evidence that my shit works. And there's also new people finding me every day and people don't see all of my content. Like a percentage of a percentage of my audience is even seeing the pitch and that goes for everyone. So I need to sell consistently. I need to sell from every angle. I need to sell all of my offers all of the time <laughs> and be strategic and be positive and have good energy behind it and do it well. Like I said, we're even doing a big sales audit in my business right now because it can really be helpful to have someone with like fresh eyes. I've been selling the same stuff for years now. Like OCK has been around for four or five years. So it's just good to have fresh eyes and dial it in and make tweaks as you go. But you really cannot go wrong if you have your core four happening every day happening consistently and being executed well. 
again, that's a caveat. That's going to be the asterisk, the fine print. Like, it's not enough to just do it and go through the motions. You have to know how to do it, like have the skills and the strategy behind it and do it well. Do it with intention. Do it with care. So I'm going to give you a quick recap of what the core four are in my seven-figure coaching business. Number one is I support my existing clients and deliver on their five-star experience. Number two, I leverage team and systems and let my business support me so that myself and everyone on my team can operate within our zones of genius. Number three, I create content that serves my existing audience, attracts potential clients, and also grows my audience and gets me in front of new people. And number four is I sell something, either hard selling, soft selling, following up with people, answering questions, whatever it may be. I am doing sales activities every single day because every single day I want to make money and I want more clients in my world having their lives changed. I want to make bank while making a difference, if you will. If you didn't know, that is one of my like trademarked taglines and that's what I'm all about. So those are the core four. Again, if you have been a lurker and you got value from this episode, I would love for you to send me a message on Instagram, say hi, let me know if it was valuable or what your biggest takeaway was. And if you've been considering working with me, lurker or not, I am accepting a select number of mentorship clients to work closely with me to scale their business, build their systems, grow a team, refine your offers, become a sales queen like I talked about, become a content boss, if you will, and truly master CEO embodiment along with all of the things that I touched on today. So I will link my programs in the episode description or you can send me a DM on Instagram. I am always happy to chat, but I'm currently accepting a couple more members into Online Coach Empire Mastermind. I have one spot available for private for private coaching in Q3 and Online Coach Kickstart is also open for enrollment. If you're looking for free resources, those are in the episode description as well. Thank you so, so much for joining me for this episode. I love seeing who tunes in every week, so don't be a stranger. And until next time, get out there, make bank, and create your rich life.